America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. And today's raids ended with nine arrests and 17 Yeah, you know what time it is. We have increased seizures of illegal drugs. Shortages of marijuana are now being reported. A dirty war is erupted. Sanctioned by the Philippines' new president. His orders to his people and his police. Kill them. That's what they do. Welcome to The Daily Addict. Tim and Dave. Here to give you the freshest news. Freshest. The latest, the greatest, the best. On this drug war, so that was that last part of the clip there, and that in the intro was talking about the Philippines and uh, Duterte, President Duterte. He has this war on drugs there. He just got elected not too long ago, and he's like killing motherfuckers, dude, that do drugs. That's like the furthest extreme you could get um, to try to, you know, to try to try to control what people are doing with their own bodies. It's crazy. Not the drug dealers. If you do drugs, you know, if you're associated with drugs, no, no jury, no, no judgment, no due process. You just die. So, but anyway, fuck that shit, dog. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. This shit sounds good. I like this shit. Um, so I guess we're gonna cover the first story. Yeah, man, let's cover uh, El Chapo. El Chapo. Because Monday's his uh, his D Day. Is that that fast, dude? It yeah. just seems like he just got busted, escaped, busted, escaped, and busted again not too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> they caught up with this dude, man. They caught up with him. They got him. All right, where is it at here? El Chapo. Which is kind of dumb, because, I mean, he really never, like, murdered anybody here in the States, or, I mean, but whatever. I just don't see why we're so hard up trying to put this dude away forever. That's a good point. That's a good point. He's, what's, there, he's a Mexican drug dealer who's profiting off, you know, he profited off of selling drugs here, obviously, but. None of the violence. So he didn't kill anybody here or nothing like that? or Not that I know of. Just... Did he own property here and stuff? Did he like... Are they getting him on tax evasion and shit like that? No, or is it just no tax evasion, man. No, it's just, uh, just straight they, up. They had to drop a, a lot of charges um, in, in order for him to uh, get sent here from Mexico. Because Mexico won't send a criminal here if they're going to be facing the death penalty. Oh. So they had to drop some of the charges that had a had a death penalty yeah. on it so so they could prosecute him here that dude i didn't know anything about that so really this guy's a mexican drug dealer that's a cartel the, the head of the cartel making billions of dollars how much money was he making billions billions and he had to launder money and do all i mean how else you gonna do when you got that much money it's just crazy. He's just that little old guy, man. He looks weird. He looks he looks like he would not be who he is, man, to be honest with you. He kind of looks a little goofy. 
<laughs> he does look goofy. But I hope, you know, I hope he don't hear this shit, though. Hell no. <laughs> I hope none of, them, I hope none of his fucking cartel hears this shit. So um, they had 57 witnesses, 56 called by the prosecutors. So they're waiting right now. I guess right now is the time. We're, we're going to find out what the fate of Joaquin El Chapo Guzman really is. He's the Mexican drug lord who allegedly, allegedly smuggled tons of cocaine and other narcotics into the United States. So this guy, if he was in Philippines, he would have been dead a long time ago. Yeah, we should probably say this, though. El Chapo, if you're listening, we think you're not guilty. We think you're definitely not guilty, dude. <laughs> don't I come don't looking think, for us, man. No, man. I don't. Matter of fact, in my in my uh, if it was up to me, dude, I would have taxed you. I would have taxed your profits and made you pay some taxes, and then had your had your drugs tested, and then I would have labeled it so people don't overdose. Right. I'd have made sure you weren't putting that cheap Chinese fentanyl into into opioid pills and stuff like that. The stuff that the stuff that we should really be concerned about instead of um, you know trying to get the drugs off the street because that is a, that is a never-ending task. It'll never be done. I guarantee you, without a shadow, I, I, I will make the bet with anybody listening to this, any bet, that the drug war will never be successful. How about that? It'll ne- You will never get the drugs off the street. You will never stop people from using drugs. That's just the way it is. And if you want to debate me on, on this, I challenge you. I, you know, I'll debate. I'll debate you on this, no doubt. We can do it on Twitter. As soon as we get our Twitter going, we got to figure out our Twitter. <laughs> it's going to be the Daily Addict at the Daily Addict. I'm sure the Daily Addict uh, doesn't seem to be taken up. But so the prosecutors in this case, getting back to the story at hand here, El Chapo. Um, they spent. I wonder how much money they've spent on this case, man. How much the U.S. government has spent on El Chapo? See if we can find out. See if we can find out. Because that, to me, so they could have made a lot more if they would have just taxed his ass 50%. But, you know, I mean, his, like, main export was, like, cocaine. It it wasn't like he was, you know, meth or... Or oxycontins or right. anything like that, man. I mean, yeah, because he could, but because he's from Mexico, but um, he got his cocaine from Colombia, Colombia, right? Yeah, yeah, shipping tons of Colombian cocaine to the United States with other. Well, it says with other drugs. Um, they use cars, trucks, planes, fishing boats, submarines, and secret tunnels. That's why that wall ain't gonna stop shit, man. They. The wall might stop the people. It might do all this and that. I don't know. That's all debatable. But they fucking ain't going to. You're not going to stop a fishing boat, a submarine, or a tunnel, or a plane. If you look at this list of the way he transported drugs in this country, cars, trucks, trains, that's the only thing a fucking wall is going to stop. A wall ain't going to stop planes, fishing boats, submarines, and tunnels. He's got you outnumbered. So I. That's just stupid. I wish Trump would quit saying that shit. That's so I don't false. know. I kind of agree that we do need some kind of barrier. I mean, I'm not you have to come that. in this country. You have to follow the proper proper steps. I'm not debating that at all, dude. I'm just saying that. Quit trying to say it's some big deterrent for drugs because 
That ain't a way deterrent for drugs. It ain't. I can't find how much they spent on El Chapo, but I know so far they spent over a trillion dollars in the drug war. Yeah. Yeah, since 1971. Yeah. Yeah, they um yeah, they've spent a lot of money, dude. And the budget keeps going up. But that's because it supports a lot of families and a lot of people. You think about all the cops, judges, bailiffs, turnkeys, people that, you know, the people that work in the system, the janitors that clean the prisons, all the way down to I mean, it is a huge amount of money that is spent trying to fight the drug war and trying to house the criminals and and you could spend a third of that money on treatment for drug addiction and be further along in my opinion so you think greed is going to keep the drug war going for sure i agree it's not plus it's got you know it's like this whole virtuous like you see it in society in general nowadays this whole i am more virtuous than you i will tell you how to live puritan type fucking quasi-religious view that people have and I just think it's people judge people for for using drugs even if they use them responsibly which you know it comes down to the people you have to understand that when you have a privilege to do something and you take liberties to do certain things in a free society because we're supposed to be a free society that you know, has the freedom to pursue our, our liberty and, and uh, happiness and all that good shit. Um, you're going to have people that are out of control for certain things, you know, but you can't control, you can't, you can't control that by trying to um, tell all of society you can and can't do this, even though you have access to it and it's your personal choice. You know, we're going to tell you now, if you sell things that are not regulated, that are dangerous to the public, that's different. That's a different aspect of it. That would be the responsible way to regulate it. In my opinion, I'd follow Portugal, but this uh, El Chapo, his story, it's yet to be played out. We don't know. What do you think he's going to get, bro? What do you think he's going to? I'm hoping he walks, but. I'm thinking he's probably going to spend the rest of his life here in the U.S. You think he breaks out again? Hell no, not from here. No, but they got him. They did they make better accommodations now? They got their shit together as well, far as right now. He's staying under the courthouse in a specially made cell for him. So I mean, as of right now, he he can't escape. But you never know, man. Money can buy money can buy that escape. Yeah, dude, you got to figure it. What do you think a fucking guard makes? That's that's guarding them or a cop that's guarding right. them. They probably make about what sixty, seventy thousand. I would say at least. So in New York, you're probably you're probably making more like a hundred because everything's higher in New York. So you're making a hundred grand. He throws a million dollars in your face. Somebody, some lady comes down. You're guarding El Chapo. This is where the real. This is where. The drug war fails, man, because it's all trying to fucking make people fit under some moral umbrella, but money is involved. So say some chick comes down. She she has a briefcase. She tells the cop, go use the bathroom for 15 minutes. Here's $10 million in this briefcase. What the fuck are you going to do? Be honest with yourself. What are you going to do if you're that cop? 
I'm taking the money. <laughs> I'm taking the money. I'm counting it first. First, I'm in the bathroom counting it. And then I come out. He's gone. I say, oh, my God. You know, that would be hard, though. I'd have to, you'd have to stuff the money in the trash or do something goofy. I don't know. I'll just take the, take the money and just walk right out, man. Don't tell walk anybody. out with them? Yeah, yeah. Catch an Uber together yeah, without yeah. Chapo? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll catch an Uber without Chapo, man. We'll go to the airport together. Now we'll go to Canada. First thing you want to do is get out of the country when you're a criminal, right? Right, not Canada, because they'll extradite you back. Not yeah, Mexico. They don't, they don't fuck around. Yeah, so this is Guzman. Um, he killed people. He's a bad guy. We don't condone that. I don't condone that. I don't think that's a good thing. But um, he killed people in Mexico, which is not a big deal anymore. Sadly, that's a very sad thing. But it's true. It's just not important. I mean, they're, they're going to quit fighting the cartels. That's good. Um, that's what you just were saying, that the president of Mexico is, like, done fighting the cartels. Yeah. I think it's a good move. No more drug war in Mexico. I think it's a good move. What do you want to talk about next on the docket, man? You want to talk about... Uh, um, let's go with this pharmacy. Oh, let's go with the pharmacy, yeah. This is a... This is an interesting story, and it's off Eyewitness News, um, ABC Eyewitness News out of Chicago. This woman, she posed as a Walgreens pharmacist for 10 fucking years and didn't have a license, never went to school. She filled nearly 1 million prescriptions. 745,000, that's kind of... That's not nearly one million. That's three quarters of a million. But you know what's kind of scary is Walgreens. Like if you try to fill a prescription one day early, hell no, they ain't letting that shit happen. But they'll let a unlicensed pharmacist not checking her background work there for ten years. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe they're focusing on the wrong shit over at Walgreens. Right? You think this is going to hurt Walgreens? No. I don't know. I'm. I just went there today and. I thought about it. I'm thinking this bitch, she looks all right. I went there to pick up a script today and uh, I'm thinking this chick looks like she's only 18 dog. How she, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you got seven years of pharmacy school. You know what I mean? That's what they need to do with illegal drugs though. They need to have educated people administering legal drugs, just like illegal drugs. Cause I bought like, dude, I bought, Tylenol PM, Motrin, uh, migraine headache medicine. Were you on your period? No, not not yet, but I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm, I'm always preparing. Dude, if you stay prepped in life, things are a lot easier. So I went and got all that. I picked up a script. I asked this lady about it, and it did cross my mind, dude. It crossed my mind like, you know, obviously they're going to make sure everybody's licensed now because this just happened. Yep. But if someone could get away with it, it's like, holy fuck, what was I doing? fucking around with this little fucking wage i could have been making 150 just telling them i was a so she must have been at least decent at it because how how did she get away with it for so long man i mean if she was bad at it she would have got complaints she would have looked into right oh yeah this was in san jose yeah this was in san jose so um her name was kim thien le is it that kim the le lie was she an Asian chick? Had to be. Kim Thien Lai. See that? Ellie. What is Ellie? Le? 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 I don't know. 
never graduated college, is not a licensed pharmacist. She might have did like a two-year school, though, or something, man. Because you, you got to know something about farm. You just can't walk into a pharmacy and be like, here's some. Uh, it's got to read books, man. That's true. Well, probably online. She probably just had her phone with her. Yeah. She'd look at a <laughs> script and Google that shit. Oh, this is what it does? Okay. I mean, what the fuck? This is crazy, though. Customers remain concerned, but nobody nobody caught it during the 10 years. It is unclear if she will face criminal charges. Hold on, man. I I seen somewhere where her and her son went to Walgreens and said, "Hey, uh, can we just forget this happened?" <laughs> I mean, she was hoping they would just, well, yeah, we we'll forget it. I'm just like, I mean, did, did anybody die? Anybody get really sick? If not, then I mean, yeah, it's a she should face something, but not. But this is my problem with that dude. She should face something because she's an illegal drug dealer. Dealing legal drugs, though. What's the difference? That's legal. I mean, you can go sell popcorn on the corner. That's legal. That's true, but she was doing it outside of the you know, law. She wasn't doing it legally. So if you went and sold Oxycontins to somebody and you got busted, you got fucking 10 years per pill. Or five years per pill, she could do the shit. Even though you know she wasn't making the money, she was making the money because Walgreens pays her really good money to be a fucking pharmacist. She's pulling six figures, man. If more than that, I think she should face something. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm not thinking like life or anything. Just no, like, just like you know, a couple years maybe. This, I think maybe probation, and she's got to fucking go to school and get her license. She must have been a good pharmacist. Yeah. I mean, she's Oriental, apparently, so <laughs> she's good at math. She probably figured that shit out. 500 milligrams. Hey, if you're Asian and you caught that, you were offended by that, I don't apologize, but I just say, don't listen to my show. I love Asians, just like I love everybody, but they're good at math, man. Or they, should listen. they should listen to it, be mad about it, and tweet all their friends yeah, the, that's the, the big- podcast, and then... <laughs> You know, yeah, it's called the Daily Addict, <laughs> and you want to uh, tweet it out there to everybody and Instagram it and all that stuff when you're taking pictures on vacation. Make sure you take. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't be mad. I love you guys. I do. So anyway, let's go to the next fucking. Just don't eat my dog. Just don't eat my dog. That's the Filipinos. That was the that's the dirty. The dirty. The dirty. The dirty. All right, what are we covering? Which one we got next, man? I want to do this fucking uh, this penis wax candle <laughs> story. You heard that right. right. You heard that correct. A man was trying to smuggle meth using penis penis shaped candles. I can't say that any more clear than that. That's the true story. This is an old story, but it's intriguing. 1,300 pounds of candles were stuffed. This is on the New York Post. So if you guys want to check this story out, you can check it out. We'll probably tweet it out there later so you can check it out. Um, this is a story where a group of five suspects uh, were arrested after being caught 
They were storing 1,300 pounds of candles stuffed with drugs in, in a New York Jersey warehouse. That's actually really smart, though, man, because you're you're encasing the drugs in wax. A penis. Well, I, that part may be not, you know. That's smart, too, though, man, because you probably got, you know, they probably took one look at it and was like, um... Perverts. Those are dildos. Yeah, <laughs> perverts. Yeah. Uh, so there were candles, though? Who has a dick-shaped candle? Why did they make dick-shaped candles, though? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Why didn't they make regular fucking round cylindrical fucking candles, man? Why dick-shaped? Were, was it a gay meth cult? That's possible. Oh, let's read into this shit, dude. <laughs> While some candles were phallic shaped, others had religious themes. Yeah, I see. I don't see Jesus, but I see an, an Egyptian. That is just crazy, dude. That is just fucking crazy. So, um, they had millions. They had a million dollars worth of methamphetamine and wax candles in various shapes. The undercover officer discovered that one of the suspects was seeking a warehouse to store a large quantity of meth. The undercover recommended a Patterson warehouse to the suspect earlier this month, and the candle showed up sometime later. Um, if they were meant to be melted down, it could have resulted in 60 kilos of crystal meth, man. Damn. <laughs> Just think if you're sitting around smoking that meth, dude, and you're like, dude, this meth <laughs> is fucking killer, bro. It's fucking killer. I don't know what meth it. I've never smoked meth, so I don't know if this is the way it goes, but this is what I'm envisioning. Melt that next cut. <laughs> <laughs> this is some killer meth, man. Melt that next cock so I can get another linea over here. Come on, man. I'm snorting this crystal like, I don't know. You smoke it, snort it. I'm ignorant, but oh, Jesus Christ, dude. That's crazy. The DEA has seen drugs smuggled in numerous ways. Concealed in puppies. puppies. Wow. Stuffed puppies or real fucking puppies? They had to be stuffed puppies, Probably dude. both, man. You think they smuggle drugs inside of live puppies, bro? I think so, dude. Let's see. Dude, if they smuggle drugs inside of live puppies, dude, that's where I draw the fucking line, dude. I can't defend that. I'll If that, if El Chapo did that, I would say death penalty. He ain't walking. That's, that's mean, dude. You don't put drugs inside of puppies. A veterinarian was charged with smuggling heroin inside of puppies. Columbia. Oh, my God. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. Send me that story. It's the New York Times, though, so. Well, don't send me that story, then. Vet stitched. This is from the UK. That's a vet stitched liquid heroin into live puppies. So you can bring puppies over the border like that, dude, and nobody, I mean. Vet, vets sewed heroin into bellies of puppies for drug cartels. Yeah, they would implant it right in them, man. Jesus, man. That's, that's, uh, that's fucked up, dude. That is fucked up. How many of them puppies fucking lived? You know, they probably just fucking tore. What a way to come into life, man. You're just a young little puppy. You fucking come into life. Are you coming in smuggling? Come in smuggling. Jesus. But I don't understand why. I mean, I guess they've used everything. Yeah. They've used everything. I mean, Even they use, fucking live puppies, dude. They use dicks. They use wax dicks, <laughs> live puppies. puppies. Man, you drug dealers are crazy. 
E cartels are crazy. But keep bringing it though. I know. I know. You guys are going to I I mean, as long as the value of the drugs are worth the risk, they're going to smuggle they'll smuggle drugs in a fucking they'll do it any way they can. Let me just say that. They'll do it in a fucking horse if they have to. They'll do it any way they fucking can, dude. They don't give a shit. They do it in people. It's fucking crazy, man. But there's nothing wrong with that, man. We just keep spending money on it and putting people in jail. Just fucking nuts. All right, so that was a good story, man. I mean, that's something you don't hear every day. And that's something you don't, you know, you're at the coffee shop. Somebody says, hey, you hear about the guy smuggling <laughs> meth and a bunch of wax dicks? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, man. They had all these wax dicks full of meth. You had to melt them. <laughs> and religious figures, dude. Be like, look at right there, the pharaoh. Oh, Jesus, I need some meth. Look, go light that candle, bro. Go light that candle. All right, we got that one. We got that one. What do you want to go? You want to go with the uh, delivery service? Brooklyn? Yeah, I'm not. Um, where is that at? Uh, no, let's uh, uh, let's talk about this uh, legalizing uh, shrooms in Denver. Denver. Let's go to Denver, man. Yeah. This is an interesting story, everybody. This is on the denverchannel.com, Denver number seven, another ABC affiliate. Um, Denver will get to vote on whether to decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms in May. And this is fucking huge. This is fucking huge because psychedelic mushrooms are already being experimented with and uh, they relieve depression. They help PTSD. Um so many things, man. So many things. They do. Your brain activity is. Uh, a lot of people are microdosing. I have microdosed. I've seen there was a positive result. Um, I take Lion's Mane, which is a. Right now, um, Lion's Mane is a fungus, too. It's also a mushroom, but it's not a psychedelic mushroom. It's just a uh, cognitive stimulant. And I believe in it. If I take two of them. Um, I seem to be able to create and organize things a lot faster. I'm not promoting it or nothing. I'm just telling you my experience. Um, so I think mushrooms have some kind of effect on, on humans that is positive, And I think this is a big deal. So let's cover it. Voters in Denver will get a chance to decide this. Uh, the news comes after the election division on Friday certified a petition from the proponents of the measure. And they gathered enough signatures to be considered. Um, it's the Denver Psilocybin Mushroom Decriminalization Initiative. And, you know, I've been out to Denver a couple times in the last year. And I got to tell you that Denver's the perfect place to do shrooms, man. It's so beautiful out there. There's so much great scenery. Um, people are nice. And you have a lot of good weather, sunshine, a lot of nature, a lot of stuff like that. And I think with them leading the way in marijuana, I can see them. I'm not surprised that they're leading the way in shrooms, too. Who's going to be the first city to legalize Coke, though? Hopefully here. (laughs) Uh, I don't think so. I'm a supporter. 
I'm a supporter too. I'm supporter that you know they could legalize just about everything right now. I mean, and regulate it. There's so many drugs that. I mean, it's really hard to OD on. You ever hear anybody OD on shrooms? Never heard that. No. Acid. Never heard of that. No. If they start mixing it with stuff, yes, but not just. Well, then people have people don't aren't educated on how to use acid either, so they have like bad trips and things. But it's not. Yeah. It's still dangerous in a way, but it's yeah, I agree with yeah, you. It it's is. not killing anybody like these street drugs. These cheaply made street if people had high quality coke, do you think they would be fucking taking uh K two and fucking meth and shit like that? No, no. Probably not. I don't think so. Coke is so expensive, man. Holy but fuck. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it really a lot of people don't know this, but it really sparked the industrial revolution. You had all these drugs. Um you know, in nineteen thirties you had amphetamines, which gave you a boost of energy and you had cocaine. They used cocaine as a stimulant and it was a very natural thing. But then some assholes got super stoned, went home, couldn't get a woody, smacked his wife around, <laughs> went to jail, punched the cop in the face, and they said cocaine's bad. You know, some shit happened where cocaine became really super bad. It was a party drug. But Shrooms, on the other hand, I think de- it was decriminalized. Kind of looked down on more when they started, you know, making crack from it. it definitely, you know? no. That was that's a good point. When they started doing crack, when crack when the eighties came and crack came, I think that was. But crack was penalized so much worse than cocaine. Yes, it's fucking crazy. You would get for literally five grams of cocaine, you would get five years in prison or ten years in prison, and you would have to have a whole ounce. Wait, did I say cocaine? I'm going to say crack. You said crack. Okay. But you you would have to, to get 10 years in prison, you could have a whole ounce of cocaine. But think about it, man. Who was selling the crack? The poor people. The poor, yeah. Who was buying the crack? The poor, the poor people. Yeah. So yeah. it was a, mainly a law trying to criminalize the less unfortunate. I believe that. Well, the rich people made the money off the prisons, the jails, yeah. the cop, you know. Oh, yeah. That was all Reagan, dude. That was all Reagan, a mandatory drug sentencing. I blame that on Reagan. That whole thing. Thou are virtuous. So that they would have the same problem here, man, because they would be, uh, you know, they're considered a, they're considered um, schedule one on the federal level. So that's that would still be the that would still be the problem in Denver, though, man. Because you can make Den- you can make them legal in Denver, but that doesn't mean the DEA is going to say, "Okay, everybody, grow shrooms. We ain't going to do nothing about." it. I bet you at first they bite back. I think that uh, the feds should allow the states to, you know, if they want to legalize whatever, do whatever. I mean, the feds should just back out and say, "All right, man, this is what your people want." You know, as long as you don't cross the borders with it. I think that's the way the founders wanted it. It should be that way. If I'm not mistaken, I might be a dum-dum on history here, but I think that's the way the founders envisioned the United States as each state had their own laws. That's why, yeah, so I think think you're right. Um, So this measure, getting back to this mushrooms quick before we get off it, um, the measure would not legalize the drug for consumption, but rather would make its possession a law enforcement prior 
priority for police, which I think is a great thing, man. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. I think that's a great thing. I got to give it. I'm going to give a big shout out to you people in Denver. You know what we should do? What's that? We should go to Denver, do a podcast, do some shrooms when they're decriminalized. Dude, I would would gladly do that. And just look at the mountains. I would gladly do that. We, We make that a fucking priority. I would gladly do that. I'd go out there. I got my daughter lives out there. My brother lives out there. Shout out to them. Shout out to Denver, though, man. Denver is, you guys are brave out there, man. You guys forge your own path. You don't give a fuck. And they're thriving, man. You're thriving. People are happy. I think so. When I go out there, people are, you know, I talk to more strangers in Denver than I do around here. That's strange. It is strange. (laughs) I met, when we went hiking, I met people on the hiking path that I talked to and one guy, we got into a big conversation. He's like, "You, where are you from? I was like, Michigan. He goes, wow, there's so many people from the Midwest out here. I'm from uh, Illinois or Indiana, and my buddy here, he's from Wisconsin. There's so many people. It seems like to be a natural migration. The other thing I noticed about Denver is everybody has a dog. Everybody has a dog, and there's dog parks everywhere. So uh, make sure those shrooms ain't growing in the dog parks, man. We don't want our dogs getting high on that shit. So, big shout out to Denver and to the uh, psilocybin mushroom decriminalization initiative and to the people that volunteered and got all the signatures. They got, they only needed 5,500 signatures, dude. They got 8,500. They were like, so. What is it, like 5% of the population there? Or what they said they needed? The statement Friday that more than 55. Oh, they're saying that. Okay, hold on. Only 55. 5,500 of the 8,500 were deemed valid. Well, I mean, if if they. Well, they turned in 9,000 signatures. But where did they get the signatures from, man? Where do you get. Where do you hang out to say, hey, can you sign this law for shrooms? Probably in front of like 7-Elevens and shit. I would I would say. <laughs> I mean, they're going there for munchies, obviously. So probably. Um, You're not going to hang out at the ski hills. Probably. At, uh, honestly, man, probably. Uh, if you think about it, probably at the pot at the dispensaries. That's probably you're probably right. Because a lot of people that eat shrooms and then smoke some bud, they get a, they get that super good high. Super good laughy high. Super good. I'm holding you to that shroom, dude. I, if we do some shrooms in Denver, dude, that would be a great podcast. We have to get a good guest for that one. We have to get one of these people from this initiative. Tell them how much we uh, applaud their efforts. Kev, Kevin Matthews, we're coming for you. Coming for you, Kevin. Daily addict. Be a shroom addict. Okay. So what do you want to cover now, dude? Um, You want to go into our final... Woodstock. You want to go into our final uh, segment here? Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about Woodstock. For sure. Let 
me see here. Woodstock. Woodstock. Uh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, so we got the guy here. This is the man. It's the man right here. The man, the myth, the legend. He is going to come up with a strain. 50th anniversary. A signature cannabis strain for the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. So we had this question earlier. They had a Woodstock in like 93 or something like that there. Wait, hold on. It was 99. It's 20 years ago. Was it the 30th anniversary of Woodstock? Something. I know they had a Woodstock before. That might have been a flashback. It might not really happen, but I think it did. So, um, planning. So, Michael Lang, the promoter of the first Woodstock, the legendary Woodstock of 1969, revealed he was planning to have a custom strain of cannabis for sale to tie in with his 50th anniversary event. So, years of the Woodstock, 69, which was the first one. Yeah. Uh, 79. 89, 94, 99, 2009. Wow, they've had a lot of fucking Woodstocks yeah. then. Oh, okay, I'm ignorant as fuck. So am I. I thought they had, I only thought they had one. I thought they had <laughs> the one and then they had one in 99 or something. I just remember one where the it rained the whole time and they were playing in the mud and they were sliding down hills and shit and, you know, it's all free, love, peace, no war, all that shit, which is a good cause, man. It's a good cause. We need something like that. Hopefully, maybe this can make an impact. You know, maybe Woodstock can make an impact. It has. It has. The guy is trying to pull a scam. Billy McFarland. Oh, oh, the guy who the fire festival. Yeah, I just watched a documentary about yeah, that. Yeah, dude, the fire Festival. So check this out. Lang noted there will be three main stages, and we're going to try to create these neighborhoods with highly um, curated smaller stages and curated foods, curated entertainment, comedy, spoken word, and acoustic performances. He also added the event would have heavily featured activist organizations who encourage festival attendees to consider sustainability, global citizenship, conservation, and involvement in politics. Um, I don't have no problem with all that, but what about um, the drugs? What about that? He said he grown tired of unrelated events through the years, comparing themselves to the original festival, noting that the controversial 2017 Fire Festival, calling itself the Woodstock for Millennials, had particularly upset him. The guy was trying to pull a scam. Hey, uh, come check this out. What's up? Is this guy naked at Woodstock? Yeah, he's naked. God damn it. That ain't no that ain't no wax cock. <laughs> Fuck no, it ain't. That's a that back then they didn't shave, man. Fuck, dude. Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, he's naked, dude. Yeah. And he's sitting on somebody's shoulders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Nobody did it like the original hippies, though, man. They did it. They were they didn't give a fuck. They did acid. They smoked weed. They said, fuck your war. They grew their hair out. They grew their fucking facial hair. They didn't wear deodorant. He they definitely grew his hair out, man. Yeah, he grew his hair out all right. That's fucking hilarious. And they kind of hide it behind the, the print of the a story. Yeah, a little bit. I'm looking, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it looks like he's peeing like, on the tea. Yeah. yeah. So if you go, the, where we're at right now is ultimateclassicrock.com, Woodstock. Um, the original promoter of the legendary work, uh, Woodstock, Michael Lang, he's still at it. He's putting this one together. And uh, I think it's cool, man. I think it's cool. I think it's cool they're doing Woodstock. Um, I think that um we need that we need to have some peace love trent you know we need to have some so if i buy you a ticket to woodstock will you reenact this scene right here um, not on my shoulders though no i wouldn't i probably wouldn't i'm just being honest but I would definitely smoke some weed list to the bands what groups are going to be there who's going to be at woodstock let's talk about that that's even more impressive. Let's talk about who's going to be at Woodstock for the 50th Woodstock. It's going to be interesting because I would love Greta Van Fleet to be there. <laughs> I would go there. I better not say that because I'll be holding to it but I would love to go there if Greta Van Fleet I love that band man they're fucking badass so I'm on woodstock.com right now okay the bird of peace is back alright that's their welcome bird of peace bird. I really can't see I really that doesn't really show what artists are gonna be so they really don't have that part together yet or um let me just just take a peek here and see Artists and ticket information. Yeah, it's not on. It just says uh, artists and ticket information coming soon. Okay. So everybody out there, if you're listening to this show and there's some artists, there's some performers, some bands you want to see perform at Woodstock, um, include us in that tweet because I'm sure that there's a Woodstock Twitter. Oh, I'm sure. You know? Yeah, they, they got the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, just uh, just uh, hashtag uh, the Daily Attic, or or give us a shout out at the Daily Attic. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't see any uh, any lineups yet. I'm sure they're out there. We'll figure this out. That might not even be our our tags yet, or that might not be our name yet. Yeah, I see Richie Havens. I don't know who that is. Sweetwater. This might not. This might be the old axe, too. I don't even know who was at the original Woodstock, so. Well, we'll keep you we'll keep you tuned in. Maybe it's a story we can follow and as they put axe in there, we can we can maybe critique them on that shit or something, you know? I'm going to put my email onto this list right here. 
And then when, when they update it, I'll get updated and we can keep the listeners informed. All right, let's Just keep in case they want to go to Woodstock. If you guys go to Woodstock, that's awesome. If let's you go to Woodstock, make sure you buy tickets for us. So we can go. Or just, you know, take pictures of all the cool shit and tag our tag us up so we can check it out. So to get on their mailing list, their first question is, you got to check one of these. I am not a citizen or resident of the European Union. Or I am a citizen or resident of the European Union. It doesn't really uh, say anything about the U.S. here. That's kind of weird. So, we're going to go here. All right, go ahead, man. What are we doing? We getting out of here? Yeah, I think that's about it, man. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining the show. We really uh, had some interesting conversation. We covered some interesting things. Uh, We're just going to go out with this smooth little beat here. Let it ride out. Ride out. It's a Saturday afternoon here. We just take it easy here. Be good to each other. Denver, here we come. <laughs>